Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. This is Heart Health Radio with Dr. Franklin Weefald. It's a call-in show. We want people to call in. It's one of the most exciting things is when somebody calls in with a really good question. But, you know, we barely have any bad questions. I don't think we've ever had a bad question. There are no bad questions. Yes. The only bad question is the one you don't ask. There are only ridiculous answers. And sometimes (laughs) we give those. It's Uh, just the way it is. All the time. Heart Health Radio today, we're going to talk about probiotics, not just the kind that you eat, yeah. but kinds that are what? Aerosol, spray. Yeah, you inhale them, and it really works for COPD or okay. lung disease. Obesity drug. There's a, there's a new one, and there's a possibility the insurance companies are not going to cover it, and that's well, it's a problem. it's a repurposed medicine. In other words... It's a medicine we've been using with great success for diabetes, type 2. Yeah. And we noticed that people who took it, who were diabetic, lost a whole lot of weight. So it's exciting. You know, it's funny because I take at least two repurposed medicines. Yeah. I take two medicines. There's one medicine that, that was originally, I think, a psychiatric medicine. Yeah. And, I, and I, I hesitate to tell people that because they think, well, you know, Dave's taking it because he's got problems. But, and, and wait, 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 wait. There's nothing wrong right. with having a psychiatric problem. It's a brain illness. It's just like diabetes. It's just like heart disease. It's a physical problem that manifests itself yes. as an emotional or uh, psychosocial problem. You are absolutely right. You're so making me feel. We're never gonna. No, uh, 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 never. Yeah. Ever say I don't want to met people to know I'm on a psychiatric medicine. Okay, I just because it's. I'm not mad at you. I'm you've just made telling me. You, let's you've not made do it. me feel better about a condition I don't have. Okay. Okay. So they used to give it to to patients in a psychiatric setting. Yeah. And they were all falling asleep. Yeah. Trazodone. Which it was trazodone. Yeah. And and I take it at night yeah. and I go to sleep. Yeah. I took it once and it kept me up all night. Really? Yeah. Everybody reacts differently. Okay. To certain medicines. Trazodone is an old time uh, antidepressant drug. Right. And it works for sleep. I mean, boom. You know, don't take it during the daytime if you if it makes you sleepy. But it I use it a lot for sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will take I will take a couple and I don't remember having spent any time tossing and turning. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. For your neuropathy, do you take gabapentin? Yeah. You know what that drug is? Yeah, that's a, That's the second one that's off. It's an anti-seizure medication. Right. So it's repurposed now for peripheral neuropathy. That's as pins and needles and pains yep. that diabetic people get from damage to their nerves and their legs. And it's really good. If you're living with that pain, call. please do call this yeah. show. We'll talk you into talking to your doctor. Because there are about four or five medicines yes. that help. Uh, and every individual is different. Some people don't do well with gabapentin. Some people do well with Lyrica, for example. So if you have diabetic neuropathy or any kind of neuropathy, call in. We'd like to hear your story. 
Everybody reacts the same way to prunes. Uh, not they, everybody. They get a smile on their face and say, oh, Grandpa used to take those. There is a story. Let's start with this one. Yeah. That five prunes a day will, will improve what? Will keep the heart attack away. Really? It's really interesting because, um, you know, I'm not necessarily one of those Birkenstock-wearing natural-type people. <laughs> I wear Birkenstocks. In fact, I wore them today. You get, you're wearing I, a hemp shirt. Listen, I believe in, in <laughs> chemical treatments. I believe in natural treatments if right, they work. Right. But here's the thing. They studied it. And if you eat five prunes a day, your risk of having a heart attack is about 20% less than the average individual who has your same risk factors. Okay. okay. So why? And it's very interesting. I, there's two reasons. Okay. Yes. okay. First, All right. most important, I think is that it reduces the amount of inflammation in your body. And they've actually tested this. When you're stopped up, okay, yes. the bad stuff that your body wants to get rid of okay. stay in your body. Yeah. So everybody think, after you've had a really good poop, you mm. feel better. Mm. And why is that? Because those poisons have left your body. So what was in the colon is now gone, mm-hmm. so now the colon can excrete more of those poisons. And a lot of those poisons and those bad bacteria lead to inflammation, lead to a souped-up immune system that can rupture the plaque mm-hmm. and cause clots to form and block off the artery. So that's one reason. There's definitely a reduced amount of inflammation when you have regular bowel movements. But the second reason? Yeah. Oh, the grunting, yes. Grunting. Okay, what happens when you grunt to have a bowel movement? It's called a valsalva maneuver. And what what it is is – There's a name for it? It is pushing against a closed glottis. The glottis is that thing between your mouth and trachea, the food pipe, windpipe. I gotcha. That closes. Yeah. And so what does that do to your body? What you try to do with it is increase the pressure in your abdomen to help – push out the poop. Yeah. Well, what does that do to your heart? It uh-huh. raises the pressure in your aorta, which is the big pipe coming out of the heart. That raises the pressure in your coronary arteries and can make the plaque break and cause a clot to form. And the other thing it can do, yeah. I've seen this and it's not fun. Oh, oh my. You can tear your artery. Okay? It's called a coronary artery dissection. And so if you have some plaque, the the inner lining called the endothelium, which keeps the blood slick and flowing through the artery, yes. it can tear. And when it tears, it spirals the tear down the artery and causes it to clot off. So that is one of the people. It's an unsung cause. We don't talk about it much, but it's an <laughs> unsung cause of heart attack. So you don't want to strain. Okay. okay. I had a patient who had a hiatal hernia, and yeah. that is when the stomach comes out of the abdominal cavity through that little hole in the diaphragm where the food pipe or esophagus goes yeah. through. The stomach pushes through. Oh, my. And her stomach was basically in her chest because it had pushed through. Chronic constipation, okay? Didn't like prunes, didn't uh, like Miralax, uh, didn't like a medicine called Zin- Linzess. Yeah. Wanted to do it her way, which was to grunt. Well, we got her through surgery, pulled the esophagus down, pulled the stomach back in, put a patch on. Right. 
And she came back three weeks later with her stomach and her chest again. You know, a lot of people will not talk to their doctor about this in some ways because they've forgotten about it, they blocked it out uh, by, the, by the time they get there. That's one of those things we're not supposed to talk about. Right. It's the unmentionable, you know, problems with urinating, problems with defecating. I like to use normal, natural terms. We use pooping yes. and peeing, okay? Yes. Yeah. Why do you think we do it? It's essential. If you sure. don't poop, all the bad stuff that your body wants to get rid of yeah. stays in your body. Now, old men are obsessed with their bowels. You just know that. Yeah. They've got to have a good bowel movement every day. There's a there's a way to do it that is healthy and it involves natural things. Prune yeah. juice is great for you. Yes, me. yes. And what I tell people is that you can use Miralax every day. Uh-huh. It is safe. It is a compound, ethylene glycol, that is not absorbed. It, your body can't absorb it. Right. And it pulls water into the colon. Yes. That's the number one reason why you get constipated. Not because of what you eat, but because you don't drink enough water. And your body doesn't keep water in your colon. So prune juice is a natural mm-hmm. laxative. It doesn't necessarily overstimulate the bowel. So if you take, for example, Dulcolax every day, Mm -hmm. your bowel is going to get used to it, as my patients say, and it won't work without it. Right. And so the the peristalsis, that's the snake-like movements in your colon that help push the soft poop out of your system. Yes. They will become uh, dependent upon the, the Dulcolax uh, uh, stimulant mm-hmm. of the laxative. So what's the best way? Get some prune juice, eight ounces. Mm-hmm. Get uh, the cap full. The nice thing about Miralax is that mm-hmm. it comes in a bottle, and the cap full, the cap, you pour it in, that's the dose. So you pour it in the cap, you pour it into the prune juice. Now, here's the thing people mistakenly don't do. Yeah. They don't wait long enough or it dissolves. So that white powdery material, you don't want that in your system. No. And the reason why is it'll stop you up. You have to have it completely clear. So you got to stir it vigorously, leave it alone. Stir it vigorously again, leave it alone. Come back in a few minutes, stir it again. Really? You're all set and ready to go. You don't want to drink Miralax right away. You want to give it five to ten minutes to dissolve. Yeah. Because that's how it works. And so you'll have... The prune juice to help you stimulate your colon. Right. And you'll and it's also fiber. Okay. Uh-huh. Prune juice is a great source of fiber. And yeah. fiber keeps water in your bowels. And the Miralax yes. will keep the water in your bowels. Now, don't do this if you're having abdominal pain. Don't do this unless your doctor says it's okay. I'm just talking about how the normal average person with normal run of the mill constipation can help themselves. But like everything else in this show, do not do this because you may have a special health problem that I don't know about, but you shouldn't take it. So what will happen? If you have abdominal pain and obstruction in the colon, you do this, you'll blow out your colon. But we can say that five prunes a day Probably, you know, something you can do if you have a have an issue. Uh, still check with your doctor. Check with your doctor. Because right. when you overstimulate your colon and you have a colonic obstruction, yeah. you can really get hurt. Okay. But if your gut health is fine, ask your doctor, hey, five prunes a day, 
Or what Weefy says right. is a glass of prune juice, big tall one, uh-huh. a stiff one, uh-huh. <laughs> and some Miralax. Give me a – you imagine going to a bar and the guy goes, what do you want? What do you want? Prune juice. Listen, if anybody's got a question about this topic off, you know, off air, my wife will happily tell you her mixture, that is the quantities of Miralax prune juice and gunpowder that gun worked powder. on me. Boom. It was oh, – hello, baby. Yeah. All right. Clay in Raleigh-Durham. How you doing, Clay? Dr. Weepaw, and you know, I'll tell you what, it's interesting that y'all are talking about this because I know that I called in several weeks ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we talked about, um, actually, Dr. Weepaw, you had talked about the, uh, you know, using the uh, Go Lightly stuff. Yeah. You know, it tastes like whatever kind of water. Amen. Um, and, you know, I can I can honestly say just to hear y'all share this information, um, if it, anybody that's going through something like this, um Try to separate everything you're doing. Actually, I've I've found that using psyllium husk every other day, not every day, but every other day, um, along with some like prune juice or prunes yeah. or the Miralax stuff. I mean, you don't have to do. Um, I mean, you know, I, uh, I I think I shared with you guys about you know um, August of this year will be 11 years ago. I went through major surgery. And it was having twenty three and a half inches of my colon removed. Oh my! So, um, and I mean, you know, the reason why that happened is because twenty seven polyps were taken out of me, and one was ninety seven percent infected. The other one was ninety three. Yeah. Oh my! So, the, Clay, can, before I, I know you're in the middle of this, but but we did not hear a word, a, a specific word you said. Did you say psyllium husks? Yes, sir. I did. Yeah. What are they? That's that's um, that's metamucil. Like oh. it looks. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's. I won't say it's a powder. Um, it, probably Doctor Weefall could. Yeah. So that, it's, it's metamucil. It, yeah. It comes in a a, a container that's yeah. about seventeen inches tall. It, it's like yeah. the size of a grapefruit. It's good um, stuff. Good stuff. That's it's it's the brand name is metamucil. Okay. What you got to be careful about. Is yeah. that if you if and, you put I mean, too much no, metamucil? I'm, I'm going to take some this evening because yeah. I mean it's been a couple of days, but yeah. it really helps. It yeah. makes it that makes the comfort easy. Yeah. Clay, um, you know, Clay, Doctor, to struggle and strain like I heard yeah. y'all. I heard yeah. you talking. Oh yeah, that's okay. good. Okay, yeah. And, and he, he is correct. <laughs> know the sound. When you are straining or you're struggling, it makes your heart rate go up. Yeah. And it does. It, it does put pressure. And I can speak from experience. Well, there's so, drama. There's uh, drama involved, guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I try not to use that word because drama <laughs> goes in several directions. <laughs> right. Um, also, carrot juice will help. Um, carrot juice. Go get like Bolt House or Naked Carrot Juice. Um, that will help also. My yeah. aunt was doing mm. it um, not Did that long ago. It, and then also from what I found, I get the, uh, y- y'all will get a kick out of this. I get the, I feel the Lord <laughs> sends me these cute little notifications and i got a notification this past week in regards to eating um a little bit of chocolate here and there yeah it it will it will thin uh, out the um you know vessels and stuff but it also helps go to the bathroom yeah Yeah. chocolate is the but remember it's dark chocolate that works the best Uh, milk chocolate's full of sugar so yeah i don't want yeah but dark chocolate is really good for you because it low because it also lowers inflammation right yeah as fascinating as this all is i've got to cut it short i'm so sorry clay 
Well, Clay, I want to ask you one question. Yeah, sir. Did you say Chili and Metamucil? Um, wait a minute. Okay, uh, I don't use each one of them every day. I yeah. kind of like alternate it. Go. Yeah. I mean, like say, if, you know, I'm going to do the psyllium husk this evening. Uh-huh. Probably husk. tomorrow, maybe some prune juice or something like that. Okay. I try to. You know, you don't want to overdo it. Um, I mean, I know Walmart has the Miralax, but they've also got the. Um, um, you know the their their version called uh, something lax. Yeah. Um, but just so it, it, everybody can get an idea, I mean, you're you're talking to somebody who went through several procedures. You know, getting um, CT scans. You know, um, MRIs and stuff like that. I was on the watchful eye of Duke University for like um, several years for uh, going in four to six months. Oh wow! And because it was so serious, but. It's helped me understand that you have doctors that are caring about you, and Dr. Rufo, you're one of them. Thank you. you wouldn't you wouldn't go out on a limb and share the things that you're sharing. This is very important that people need to understand. Yeah, it's not it's it's hard on an individual in their rectal area and their digestive system when you're straining or struggling to do something like this. Right. You, I mean, you know, don't take each one of them every day. Alternate it because it'll help. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree, and and people should know also that with Metamucil, you have or psyllium, you have to have the right dose. Right, you have to have just read it carefully because if you put too much in, it could actually constipate you because it just it gets to thick goo. Well, you know? think about it in the glass. Yeah, it yeah. does congeal. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right, Clay. Thank you very much, Doctor Weefold. I'm glad we had this talk. Yeah. The great thing is we don't have to talk about it next moment you know we, we don't have to talk about it anymore today thank you clay uh telephone number here is 919-860-9783 you are listening to heart health radio programming note dr making singletary will be on today's program uh making singletary from north raleigh periodontics who are we shaming today well i i want people to know the biggest problem with covid information uh-huh. is that one person says one thing and then yeah. the next person says another thing sure and then Fauci says one thing oh yeah and then six months later he says the opposite mm-hmm. thing so whom do you trust and that's that's what i think the biggest problems is the misinformation that comes not only from the jerks who are, you know, anti-vaxxers and stuff like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah. But it comes from the experts, mm-hmm. you know? And so what do we have now? We have Pfizer, who made a fantastic vaccine. Mm-hmm. This messenger RNA vaccine, it saved millions of lives. Um, now they're saying you need to boost your shot. Okay. And why? Is there any evidence for it? Not really. I mean, oh. it makes sense that you might need a booster shot. Oh. But is it because they want to make more money? Think about it. Yeah. Two booster shots for, say, 100 bucks. Sure. Three booster shots for 150 bucks. Now, what happens the next day? The government scientists come out and say, you don't need a booster shot. <laughs> Though the CDC and the FDA got together and said exactly the opposite. Yeah, we okay. call that disease of Zachary. What? Disease of Zachary. What is that? They don't say exactly the same thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> anyway, I'm in a silly mood. I, I think this is just terrible. I mean, if Pfizer and the FDA had worked together, yeah, they might have come out with a joint statement saying, 
we don't think you need a booster shot now, but we may be asking to get one later. Here's Here's the thing. You know, you always question a company's motives. But, you know, every single shot has been paid for. Yeah. By the federal government. Federal government. So, I mean, you think about it, okay? If it's free, uh-huh. you'll get it. Well, if they talk the government into paying for it, right. Pfizer will make a lot of money regardless. Right. And so what we do know is that I'm going to tell you right now, if you're one of those people who is worried about getting the vaccine, if you think the vaccine will change your DNA or Bill Gates in in his divorce decree states that he's going to get the money off the implanted chips. Yeah. If you think that you're going to become magnetized, don't listen to these people. Right. Here's this thing. In Maryland last week, last month, mm-hmm. every single person who died of COVID was unvaccinated. Now, what does that mean? It means that the vaccine, it may not prevent you from getting the illness 100%, mm-hmm. but very strongly it prevents you from dying and prevents serious illness. And that's what we're trying to prevent. Now, the Delta variant is going up. Um, That is that bad thing that came from India. It's more contagious. But the people who are vaccinated may still get the Delta variant. Right. But few and far between get really sick from it. So you look at England. They're having a huge Delta virus uptick. Uh Uh-huh. But they're not having an uptick in ICU admissions, and they're not having an uptick in deaths. Now, you may get a little bit more in the future. Why is that? Britain is really penetrated in vaccination rates. Mm -hmm. Go out and get your vaccine. One in a million chance for something bad. One in a million. Rose Hoban is on assignment. Uh, Last time she was on assignment, she sent us a photograph of her on the beach. All I can tell you is she's not going to be on today. Oh, no, that's bad. <laughs> no, it's good for her. She's probably at the beach. Well, you never know. We have some beautiful beaches in Virginia and in North Carolina, and we hope she's on one of them enjoying herself Absolutely. at this moment. Uh, let's see. We're going to talk about two benefits from aspirin, how it's how it's being used by doctors. That's coming up on Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Now back to Heart Health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health Radio with a telephone number and a caveat. Here's the caveat. Call between noon and 2 on Saturday. Some people are saying, don't be silly, Mr. Alexander. Uh, we're, we're after noon now. The point is, if you're listening on outside the Raleigh area, yeah. Please do call this number between noon and two on Saturday. Yeah. 919-860-9783. That is when we produce the show. Right. We're going to talk about a new obesity drug. We're going to talk about aspirin. We're going to talk about why Dr. Weefold calls me a bruiser. You're a big bruiser. I'm a big bruiser. Let's talk about aspirin. Two two reasons to take aspirin or to have aspirin as a part of your medical regimen. So what's happening is that now... I've got heart disease patients who are reading these articles that are in there about how aspirin doesn't help. Uh-huh. It's not what's in the fine print. What's in the fine print is that if you've had coronary disease, yeah. if you've had a stroke, if you've had something to do with a vascular 
obstruction of cholesterol. Aspirin's a lifesaver. Mm-hmm. What they wanted to know in these studies is if you didn't have risks for heart disease, you didn't have existing heart disease, mm-hmm. would aspirin help you? And the answer is, eh, it didn't reduce the risk of heart attack. And it increased your risk a little bit of having bleeding and bleeding that might make a difference, you know, bleeding yeah. in your gut, bleeding in your brain. So they don't recommend aspirin right now on the basis of that study for heart disease. And remember, in that study, they only looked at non-risky people, and the end result of the study was whether they had a heart attack. Right. But what else does aspirin help you with? Colon cancer. Believe it or not, an aspirin a day, 81 milligrams, has definitely been shown to reduce your risk of colon cancer. Right. They've got to do a study now that sh- that people who don't have uh, great cardiovascular risks, who don't have a history of heart trouble, take them, study them with aspirin, but follow not just whether they've had a heart attack yes. or bled. Follow them in the same study to see if they get colon cancer. Because then we'll be able to say, if you're this age yeah. – you should take aspirin because even though it doesn't prevent a heart attack, it prevents colon cancer, and your bleeding risk is worth it. And right now, that's a huge question. Definitely, 20% reduced risk of colon cancer if you take an aspirin every day. Now, do not do this unless you've talked to your physician because right. he or she may know something about you that means you shouldn't take the aspirin. It used to be that taking an aspirin wasn't something you'd pick up the phone and call a doctor about. Well, go on. in and ask. You'd always get a – you'd call him in the middle of the night <laughs> and he'd be <laughs> tired or she'd be tired and their answer was always take two aspirin and call me in the morning, <laughs> right? That's a big trope. Yeah. yeah. Where did that word come from, trope? I have no idea, but let's continue the okay, conversation about aspirin. Well, anyway, so aspirin's a great drug. Do you know where, it, you know where aspirin came from? Tree bark. Any idea? Tree bark. What kind of tree bark? I have no idea. Well, the Native Americans. Now, I don't know whether – please don't call up and scream if you're offended. Native Americans, Indians, First Tribes – no, First Nations. Yeah. They showed the Europeans when they were mixing with them and getting together that if you chewed willow bark, your Uh headache can go away. And that is the primary source – of salicylic acid. It's in willow bark. Uh-huh. You know the willow tr- the weeping willows? Yes. Yeah. So if you want to go natural and you got a weeping willow in your backyard. Eat the bark. Play like you're a beaver. No, you, know? you kill the tree. No, not if you only do it. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. All right. There's something with Xarelto and aspirin? Yeah. Now, this is where I'm really excited. Okay. Xarelto is a medicine that took the place of warfarin. For people who have clots in their legs, but most of it is used for people to prevent clots in their heart when they have atrial fibrillation. Yeah. Now, atrial fib, we've talked about and talked about, it's when the upper chamber of the heart gets an electrical storm and starts quivering. It no longer has that nice lub-dub, lub-dub, no. where the lub is the electricity on the top of the heart spreading through it and making it beat in an organized fashion. Right. When it's disorganized and and quivering, the blood isn't flowing very well, and it pools mm-hmm. and it clots. The clots can break off, go to your brain, and cause a stroke. So warfarin was discovered because a bunch of cows ate clover, and they died of bleeding. 
They found out this particular clover in the Wisconsin area research, um, Wisconsin Alumni Research Foundation had paid for the research. Yeah. And they, it's called coumarin or coumadin, and it prevents you from overclotting. It can make your blood not clot as much. Right. The problem is it had a big bleeding risk. So they developed these other medicines, Eliquis, Sorelto, mm-hmm. um, Pradaxa, that work in a slightly different fashion. Don't cause as much of a risk of bleeding. Eloquist you take twice a day, Xarelto once a day. Well, think about it. Clotting is the cause of a heart attack. Right. And so we take aspirin. That only prevents clotting from the platelets, which are little, tiny little uh, blood cells that promote clotting. Well, there's also protein clotting. So there's little strands of proteins dissolved in the blood. That's the other part of clotting. So, so the Xarelto I... prevents the proteins from clotting, okay. and the aspirin prevents the platelets from clotting. Oh, so I said, right. what about a low dose of each? A little bit to prevent okay. the protein clotting, and it's 2.5 milligrams twice a day. The normal, quote-unquote, dose of Xarelto for AFib is 20 milligrams if you have good kidneys, right. 15 if your kidneys aren't so good. So 2.5 milligrams of Xarelto twice a day plus one baby aspirin, 81 milligrams, was better than just the baby aspirin at preventing you from having a fatal heart attack. So that's good news. And again, check with your doctor. The previous study had shown if you had peripheral vascular disease, that's blood, I mean, uh, cholesterol buildup in the arteries to the legs, it improved the end result of that syndrome, which is basically the same. It's cholesterol buildup in the leg arteries versus cholesterol buildup in the heart arteries. So talk to your doctor, your cardiologist. This just came out June 28th. Right. You heard it here first. Sure you did. But I think this is exciting because we've always wondered whether getting both parts of the clotting picture might help better than getting only one. Now, I take an anticoagulant. Yeah. Which I've drawn a blank on right now. Clopidogrel. Plavix. Plavix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I take Plavix, yeah. and today it was suggested to me it would be a good day for me to take a shower. My <laughs> my wife my wife informed me that uh, yeah. since I sleep with this my is, arms above my head. Is, are you Amish? You only, you only bathe once no, a month? No, she just suggested, especially today, just go ahead. for the. So I look around, and on the backside of me, on the, my what I call my haunches, Below the belt, (laughs) below the belt, I've got two very dark bruises. Yeah, have no clue what what I did. It's not uh, like in the middle of your night, of the night when you're, you know, sounding like Darth Vader with your uh, CPAP on. Your wife beats you. She beat me. She beat you. I think likely what happened. We were moving something, yeah. or I was in a store and lost my balance and just bumped against yeah, something. and a little bump will be enough. Really? Now, what I would tell you is that's a good sign. Really? Because it means your blood is not clotting and, and, and as strongly as it would without the medicine, and right. therefore your risk of a heart attack and stroke is less. And so if you bruise, right. don't worry about it. Because that's that means your anticoagulants, your antiplatelets are working. Am I stuck with this Plavix forever? I would take it as long yeah. as you can tolerate it. Yeah. Now, what's the intolerance? The intolerance is too much bleeding. So suppose you get an ulcer. 
uh, in your stomach. You yeah. might bleed right. severely. We don't want that. Suppose you've got a colon polyp or, God forbid, a colon cancer. You could bleed. That's why you don't take these things right. except under the uh, supervision of a doctor. Yeah, well, you can't, you know? you can't get it without that. Let me, let me tell You've you, got to have a prescription. Let me tell you a sad story, okay? Oh, no. so I had a lady who got a stent. She was 80, now 75, 80 years old. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. Really nice result, and all of her angina or angina right. went away. She goes to the beauty parlor once a week, right? And they yeah. sit under those beehive oh hair dryers, and they gossip. Well, her skin is very thin. Don't say that. They do. No, they solve the problems the, the of the world. world. Yeah. Okay. Um, in fact, I think ivermectin came from uh, one of those uh, – uh, joint discussions in the beauty parlor. I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, her skin was very thin. So what happened to her forearms? They turned very dark from multiple bruises. You can't help but bump your forearm on something when yeah. you're living. Yeah. So what happened? Some of the little old ladies made fun of her. Oh, my. Yeah. Look at your arms. Oh, my gosh. They're ugly. Oh. Now, the person who thinks that I'm misogynistic, I'm just telling a story. Yes, I you were just telling a story. little old ladies. Anyway, so you know what she did? Huh. She was she so stopped. embarrassed. She, she stopped. stopped. And you know what happened? What? She dropped out of a heart attack. Because oh, her no. stent clotted. So <clears throat> if you're bruising and you're on an aspirin or you're on Plavix or you're on Xarelto, you're on Eliquis, that means it's working. Now, not everybody bruises, mm-hmm. but as we get older, our skin gets... Thinner. I've mm-hmm. noticed in the last two years you've gotten thin skin. Yes. You don't yes, react to me I as do. well. I do react. But anyway, if you're bruising, that's normal. <laughs> now, I think one of the, when you grow up, didn't, don't you remember when they would say that bruising was a sign of cancer? Okay. I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. And that's because if you've got a blood cancer, you can have a very low platelet count. Okay. So, you know, you can bruise. And that's you're supposed to rush to the doctor when you have heavy bruising. If you're on a uh, anticoagulant or an antiplatelet agent, you're going to bruise. Okay. But check with your physician if it seems to be too much in your mind. It's funny. We never brought up ulcers before on this show. And, yeah. And my dad actually had ulcers. He yeah. was in the he was in the army during the Korean War. He fought. He he used to tell us yeah. stories. He, he fought the Japanese during the Korean War. Uh, no. <laughs> but they started it. Yeah. Okay. So he actually got ulcers because of the stress. Oh, yeah. And it might have been during that era that he was just popping aspirin to get rid of oh, yeah. pain. Absolutely. Right. And you can bleed tremendously. And he again told us, I think joking, that he was able to go to college on the upper GI bill. Oh Lord, have okay. mercy! But, but mm, I, again, that was terrible. I, no, that's dad. That's the dad for GI you. Bill. The upper GI bill. Listen, the telephone number is nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Want to talk about these? Uh, this new obesity drug. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, semaglutide. Uh, yeah, it's going to be called Wegovi or something like that. That's a terrible what name. Is, you under, do you know they spend millions of dollars? with these yes. specialized companies to come up with these darn names. 
And it yeah. just drives me crazy. Whoever came up with these names is just crazy. Anyway. They, ne- they needed to work the, the yeah. phrase thin. Yes. The word thin into the I, product, I guess. Right? I don't know. But anyway, so these are medicines that are called GLP-1 agonists, if you want to know. Uh-huh. They work to make your insulin and your insulin reactivity yeah. more efficient. So they were first developed for people with type one, no, excuse me, type 2 diabetes. If you're type 1, that means you have no insulin. Don't take this medication. Mm-hmm. In type 2 diabetes, you actually have insulin. It just doesn't work as well. Yeah. You don't produce quite as much as you need. And what you have is resist. I mean, your body is resistant to its function. So the names for these are ozempic. So what is semaglutide? It's ozempic repurposed yeah. uh, into this new medication at a higher dose for weight loss. So most drug companies are going to cover. The other ones, Trulicity, mm-hmm. uh, Bidurion, they're just different forms of the same medicine, sem- semiglutide, different chemicals, but they mm-hmm. work the same way. Now, they're going to charge thousands of dollars a month for the weight loss version of semiglutide at, I think it's three to five milligrams a day, whereas the Ozempic is yeah. covered by your insurance, and it's one milligram a day. Right. Now, I have a medical weight loss program that includes Ozempic and Trulicity at normal, quote-unquote, diabetic doses. Right. I use that to correct insulin resistance so you don't store uh, sugar and white flour as fat. That is proven. And, in fact, it's been proven that Trulicity and Ozempic and Bidurion at the normal diabetic doses mm-hmm. make you lose weight too. Yeah, It's just the more you take, the more weight you lose. So who's going to pay for this? I mean, my gosh. The new um, semaglutide uh, brand name is going to cost a fortune. And I don't know why they do this. Yeah, And I think it – you know what I think? Mm. Because they think some people are going to pay cash because they think that's how they're going to lose weight. Few people are going to pay cash. Oh, you'd be surprised. I talked to the um, the drug rep yeah. who comes to the office and, and promotes this. Yeah. And he says, we're as busy as we can be because people are paying cash for it. Wow. Yes. They want to lose weight that badly. Don't pay thousands of dollars for it. Now – Medical weight loss works. Right. I practice it. It's supervised. Right. Um, Diet pills, quote unquote, have a bad name, just like testosterone has a bad name. Um, And I use them. Phenermine is wonderful under appropriate supervision. Phenermine reduces your appetite. Those are called anorectics. Oh, they are not called that. Anorectics. And another repurposed medicine, topiramate, a seizure drug was great for kids. They had to take them off of it a lot of times because they lost weight because they weren't hungry. So I use a combination of phenamine, topiramate, and Mm -hmm. one of the GLP-1 agonists. So Trulicity or Ozempic, I'm getting tremendous results. The maximum is 110 pounds in one year with no health uh, side effects. Today, Saturday is my Ozempic day. I take it once a week. On Saturday. Why Saturday? Saturday? Because that's when I started. Are you taking one milligram or 1.5? One. 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 And let me just give you a pro tip. 
If you are somebody on these things, sometimes they're delivered by pen. Yeah, pens. The interesting thing that I ran into is they recently doubled what I take. Yeah, 0.5, then you go to 1. Went to 0.5. on the pen that was designed for 0.5 means you spin the pen all the way to the end. And then you give Mm -hmm. yourself a shot. When they went up to one point, whatever. Zero milligrams, yeah. All right, 1.0. 1. 1. 1 milligram. It was a different pen. Yeah? Go all the way. I got them confused uh, at one point. Uh, and no, I didn't give myself too much. Okay. It's that somewhere I was issued a point five pen, right? Yeah. And it wasn't done. Yeah. So I thought that i just spin it all the way. The point is... You can give yourself less than you're supposed to get, and it's if you've got an old well. pen sitting yeah. around. Well, but here's the other thing. Okay, you did one milligram, and you know, oh, do you give, do you give too much. I give two milligrams. I mean, Wegovy, I was right. Wegovy, that's three milligrams. Wow. Okay. So you, you know, and the thing about these medicines is that if you're not diabetic, yeah, you're not going to have a low blood sugar. They can't cause you to be hypoglycemic Neat. if you're not diabetic. It's Neat. it's the strangest thing. But it works for losing weight and it really is great for type two diabetics because yes. also yes. it prevents heart attack, stroke, heart failure. It's been proven. These are drugs that are fantastic. Um but I tell you, if you want the Wegovi and the brand <laughs> You're going to pay through the nose, All right. literally. All right. Listen, the uh, the uh, radio program is called Heart Health Radio. You can become involved in the show by calling 919-860-9783. Um, and, of course, you can always listen to us on Apple Podcasts or at hearthealthradio.com. Well, you know you make me want to kick my I am shouting out everybody in the medical profession, especially nurses and people who were yeah, CNA. Yeah, all those uh, people, um, they used to call them support personnel. Right. I don't like that term because they're health care professionals. Right. They deliver awesome care. I mean, right. from your EKG technician – to your nurse, but you know who else is critically important? We mm. shout them out. It's the housekeepers. Now, I don't right. know if I'm going to be offensive in calling somebody a housekeeper. I mean, you can call them uh, disinfectant personnel, or I don't care what <laughs> you want to call them. They are essential because right. think about it. Right. You go out of that room. Yeah. And then somebody else is coming in. Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. got to be safe, they've got to be professional. Right. They got to know what they're doing. So let's shout out the housekeepers, the yeah. disinfecting uh, professionals. Let's shout out the nurses. <laughs> let's shout out the EKG technicians, the rat radiation technologists. Yeah. I mean, if I missed you, yeah, don't yeah, be yeah, mad. Yeah. If you are part of the team, right. then you're an essential team member. I look at probiotics as one of the new things. <laughs> No, no, no. Years ago, yeah. Brand was going to save our life. Brand. Brand. Oh, everybody yeah. said brand. Then they said antioxidants. 
Yeah. Now I'm more likely to hear that probiotics yeah. are good for you. Well, the interesting are they? they're studying probiotics in in real clinical trials. Yeah, and it seems that um, if you are on a probiotic, your lung health can be a lot better. Okay. Now there's two ways to take a probiotic um, now. Mm-hmm. One of them is to swallow the capsules, yeah. and it not only helps your bowel health. But they've shown that people who are taking probiotics have – and they have COPD, which is lung disease, right. chronic obstructive pulmonary. They have fewer hospitalizations. And they think it's because – think about it. You know, you got a probiotic in your system. We belch all the time. Do we? And we inhale the belch gas and all okay. that stuff all the time. All right. So when you take a probiotic orally – you're getting it in your lungs. You are. Okay. And it seems that when it takes over the inner lining of your lungs, it prevents the bad bacteria from making your lungs not function well. Mm-hmm. But there's another way to do it, and that's called probiotic aerosols. So I have a patient, and I don't. I texted him, but I don't have permission to use his name, so I'm not going to, who has a machine that he paid good money for. That's what they always say. High dollar in Johnston County. <laughs> Although he's not he's not a Johnson County native. He lives there. And it, it aerosolizes yeah. uh, a solution of good bacteria. Okay. Gutticus bifidus. I don't know. It's it's a particular type of bacteria <laughs> that promotes um, uh, good health. Okay. He hasn't had a really bad episode really? of his lung uh, lungs going bad since he started doing this. Okay, and it's being studied more effectively. It's thousands of dollars. If you in- install it on your HVAC system, oh my, yeah, you know, you're heating and air, yeah, or as they say in Johnson County, heating R, yeah, <laughs> heating and R, and <laughs> he's done well with it. So probiotics are good. I don't know of any negative aspect of probiotics. Sometimes they can cause diarrhea. Because it just over promotes, you know, GI function. Right. Check with your doctor. But it's been shown recently in a good trial that probiotics help people with their lung problems too. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts or at hearthealthradio.com. You need to, if you're just tuning in now, you absolutely need to listen to the first 15, 20 minutes of this show. Really? Because we talked about stuff that nobody else on the Saturday or Sunday radio talk about. That's true. I'm just saying. It's true. Just saying. This is Heart Health Radio. Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 HeartHealthRadio.com, HeartHealth Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. Get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation just by listening to this radio show and perhaps interacting with us on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Our telephone number is 919 860 9783. We always get more phone calls during the second hour, which doesn't make any sense, but we don't care. 
nothing has to make sense on this program. Are you all right? Yeah. What'd uh, you lose? My internet just went down. Oh, I'm sorry. 919-860-9783. Let's talk to Donna in Goldsboro. Donna, thank you very much for calling us up. I'm having a little bit of a hard time pushing the button. Hi, Donna. Hey, Dave. How are you? What's up? <laughs> um, well, Dr. Weefall wanted me to call in. Uh, we talked about a few weeks ago about my Inspire yeah, device right. that was planted yes. uh, for, for sleep apnea. And um, I have I was um, first implanted in May the 20th, and they did not um, hook it in or hook it up or and turn it on until June the 18th. Right. And since then, um, I've been sleeping with it every night. All right. Um, I want to be done. I want to be clear on this. What is it that they've done for you? What have they installed? They installed a pacemaker type device. Oh, in my yes. Chest. Yes. And then there is another incision that uh, connecting some wires um, to the back of my tongue. Right. That the device when I turn it on, will initiate moving my tongue forward so wow. that it opens up the airway. Right. So I'm, not, um, so I'm not gasping for breath when I'm sleeping and snoring and all that good stuff. Wow. <clears throat> How are you doing? Uh, wonderful. Wonderful. Um, you, you sound like you've got a, a, <laughs> a greater skip in your step, your voice. I do have a skip in my step. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sleep apnea is when there's an obstruction. Yeah. When you try to inhale while you're in deep sleep and you can't, it can be from the muscles not functioning, it can be from fat accumulation, it can be from all sorts of things. But what this Inspire does is it notices when you're breathing and it, it fires up, I hate to use that term, it gently stimulates sure. those muscles yeah. to open up. Mm-hmm. And um, you you had it put in and they didn't start it right away. Is that because they wanted all these things to heal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how long did you have to wait before you could turn it on? From May the 20th to June the 18th. Okay, so month. almost a month. And then how do you turn the device on? Um, there's a, a light, a button light that you turn on, and you put, it, put that device up against your chest where the pacemaker is, and it activates, it will automatically activate your tongue to move that one time. It gives you approximately 30 minutes to fall asleep. And then it automatically starts working. And it never has woken you up. It doesn't hurt. I mean, does it? It doesn't hurt, no. It's, okay. It's a strange sensation. What um, does it feel like? Um, Can you describe it? <laughs> when it first turns on, it sounds like someone has a very thick tongue or someone who's had a stroke. Mm-hmm. It don't, you can't hardly talk. Um, really? Yeah, for, for you know seconds. And then it goes away. And then it gives you 30 minutes to, um, to go to sleep. Um, I have been awake one time, um, at one time when it did activate before I fell asleep. Um, and each, about every three, four, five days, you need to tune it up. There's 10 different levels. And I'm now on like level six. And how do you decide that level? I mean, who, who, who figures out the level? Uh, you yourself. Um, if you feel that you are resting pretty decently, but maybe get better rest, you can amp it up one more level. Okay. If, you, if you feel like that level is too much, you can't handle it, you didn't get any sleep, you can go back down a level. and then. Yeah. You, but you still need to work your way up as far as you can until you feel a really restful sleep. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know what the tenth level is. <laughs> I know the sixth <laughs> level. Um, it is. It, it still doesn't wake you up, but it is very. It's noticeable, and it. The, each level seems to last a little longer. Um, like when the first level, it was like every four seconds it went into. Um, it, it would it would move my tongue. Yeah. So this level, it lasts about four seconds, and then it stops. Right. So well, has, evidently, it's opening your airway longer. I, I'm not quite sure about that, but yeah. Um, well, you sat. You know, let me tell you. I I know Donna very well. She's a patient. Yeah. <clears throat> I can tell in the inflections and the rapidity or lack there or her voice today. Right. Right. Man. Just by listening to her, she's better. I'm telling you, there's the mental function uh, increase in, from uh, treating sleep apnea yeah. is huge. And so there's just a new article that came out. They studied somebody three days, three days of poor sleep. Right. Drops your ability to do simple mental tasks by 40%. Mm-hmm. Just imagine if you haven't slept for years because you mm-hmm. have untreated sleep apnea. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Can, do you think you can do daily mental tasks better too? Yes, I do. Yes, I can. Yeah. Um, and physical tasks as well. I don't feel, you know, I get tired at the end of the day, but it's not like I'm tired. I need to take a nap. Yeah. I've not taken one nap in the afternoon since mm-hmm. I have. And and you concerns. wake up singing and ready to go. Uh, not quite singing. <laughs> <laughs> How many cups of coffee does it take now? Instead no of coffee. three, one. No coffee. No coffee. No coffee. Donna, thank you very much. That was wonderful. This product is called what, Dr. Weefel? Inspire. It's a pacemaker for sleep apnea. If you watch on TV, they say treat your sleep apnea by pushing a button. That's the device. Yeah. The button doesn't do it. It's the device implanted inside your body that is activated by the button. It was actually absolutely worth it. And anyone who suffers from sleep apnea... And cannot tolerate a CPAP machine should definitely investigate into it. All right, thank you, Donna. You're welcome. Thank Love you. Ya. You have a great day. Bye bye. Bye bye. Inspire. Inspire. It inspires you to sleep. Okay, Tom and Smithfield. Thank you very much for calling Heart Health Radio. Well, thank you for letting me on. Hey. What's up? Uh, I'd like to re- backtrack a little bit and go to your your. Uh, Probiotic or prebiotics, yeah. uh-huh. whatever yeah. terminology you want to use. I've only been using that stuff a little over 30 years. Really? We use it in livestock. I mean, my gosh, I'm in that business. And we use it in livestock all these years. Wow. You, fe- you feed the cows some sort of probiotic. We feed the pigs. pigs. We feed the baby calves because they are... Uh, if they're uh, monogastric at the time when they're uh, below a certain weight and everything. Yeah. And it really helps control uh, lots and lots of things with these animals. Yeah. My dogs uh, get probiotic. I, I could go into myriad of things with the digestive system, even as far as C. diff and uh, coccidiosis to a degree yeah. in the different animals. It is definitely everything I've ever seen is safe. The stuff that's in the stores is ridiculously priced, to be frank with you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now they're just beginning to get the levels up in the stores and in the pharmacies that were ridiculously, they were too low. Yes. And the responses over the years had been that way. Uh, 
somebody can't track me down, I can assure you that I have gotten it and used it in more than one uh, friend that had uh, problems with even, like I say, even with C. diff. Now, Tom, you've talked about animals. Do you take probiotics? Yes. You do? Yeah. What's your, which ones do you take? Do you take the Align brand, or do you have a different brand? I take a brand that comes from the uh, from the ag industry, so I'm not going to mention any names. You take it, yeah. Tom, okay. you're taking an agricultural, like an animal product? Yeah. Good for you. Between most animal products and human products, Amen. the storage after manufacture. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, that's fascinating. That's really great news. I am a big probiotic pro yeah. um, promoter. Pro um, probiotic. Pro, I am pro okay. probiotic. All right. Tom, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Appreciate Take your care. phone call today. Good call. All Jenny, all good call. Jenny in Cary. How you doing, Jenny? Pretty good, pretty good. I have a question, and I'm, I might be too late to ask this. No, no never too late. Well, we're in our um, late 70s, very late 70s. You don't okay. sound like you don't sound like. to come live with us uh-huh. while he goes to school and works part-time. We have been vaccinated, but he has not been, okay. and it doesn't seem to want to be. Um, is it safe for us to have him come live with us? I, I know probably there's not 100% safety, but right. because we have been vaccinated, does that protect us? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an answer that is um, you, you might not like, but I think most likely it's safe. Uh-huh. Um, here's the thing. When you have been vaccinated, your chance of getting what we call the normal variant is extremely mm-hmm. low. Um, mm-hmm. It can happen. Uh, your chance of a serious illness from the normal variant or dying from the normal variant is very low. But the problem that's happening now is this thing called the Delta variant. And Delta came from India. And the Delta variant, probably your vaccine protects you as opposed to 96% from the normal variant, about 45 to 50%. Mm. But you're still going to be protected from a serious illness or death. Now, uh-huh. here's what I think you ought to say to this person is that <laughs> get with the program right? and don't listen to these people who are idiots. Have them listen to our show. Have him call me. Have him email me, drwefault at gmail.com. Yeah. The chance that he's going to be injured from the vaccine is one in a million. And it's yeah. much lower uh, that than the chance he's going to hurt himself from COVID and the chance he's going to hurt you. Jenny, what family member is this that's coming? It's a, a nephew. Nephew. So yeah. your nephew is coming into your home and going to eat at your table. Right. And right. he doesn't have vaccination, but he's hoping not to give it to you. I, I think, yeah, What yeah. is this your brother or sister's kid, or is it your uh, husband's? No, it's on my side of the family. Yeah. Have you talked to his parents? 
<laughs> yeah, and that whole family has not been vaccinated. And Lord have this is mercy. a this is a a wonderful young man. Yeah, um, yeah. When he was um, about five years ago, um, the, his doctors had to tell them, no, he cannot play. You know, like the the sports. You know, on sports teams because. There must be some kind of enlargement on one side of his heart or something. Oh I don't know what it's called. Right. Oh, okay. so I, I don't know if that's the reason why, but I, that's no reason why his parents would not have gotten vaccinated. That's right. But, that's I, don't, right. but I don't know whether to push him getting vaccinated yeah. because oh, Jen- of that. Jenny, I know what my grandpa and my dad would have said. Push. He, he, they just said, they just said, this young'un is coming into your house. How old is this person? He's 18 and a half. 18 and a half, old enough to know. Yeah, so his risk of, even with the Delta variant, of getting very sick is very low. Right. Um, Yours is not. And so, you know, you can appeal to his sense of, you know, you need to protect us. Mm -hmm. But would the vaccine hurt him if he does have, if this, see, I don't know any recent... Always got to talk to your doctor, but I, I don't know whether Dr. Weefault caught that he has apparently some condition which with, with his heart. Okay. So the risk of getting pericarditis, which uh-huh. is this inflammation of the heart, right. is literally less than one in a million. Are there any heart diseases which a person could have? Of course, always talk to your doctor yeah. before you get a shot. Sure. Yeah. Anything that would prohibit somebody from getting a a vaccine. No. And the thing is, if you have congenital heart disease or acquired heart disease, mm-hmm. your risk of dying from COVID is much higher. So getting the vaccine is going to protect him from a serious COVID illness because of his heart condition. Jenny, we tell have him to, to roll. call me. Yes. Tell, yeah. Tell him to listen to. The guy who went to Princeton, Johns Hopkins, and Duke, <laughs> and not the guy who is a, a foolhardy idiot on right. um, uh, Facebook or YouTube. Yeah. 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 Jenny, we've got a role, but please yes, check I, back with us. So check back with us in a couple of weeks. Or have him call me yeah. or have him uh, email me. Yeah. Thank you, Jenny. I, I, yeah. Thank yeah. you all so much. Did you have one more thing to say? You go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I had that. I have other things I'd love to discuss, but I can't today. But uh, I do appreciate it. And I do Call me anytime. It. And how are things in Cary? Well, in my neighborhood, fine. Okay. Um, some kind of tree that went down the, the day after a storm and hit two houses. Oh, no. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you don't sound right. like your typical Caryite. You're, are you a native North Carolinian? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. What's it, do they, is it really, uh, they call Kerry now, concentrated area of relocated Yankees? Yeah, is but that Jen- true? Oh, my goodness. But oh, Jenny my goodness. is, but, but see, we Jenny a, is. Yes, we have uh, <laughs> traffic jams now. We used to not say three and a half to four years ago. It, yeah. I, to me, it's getting bad. Yeah, it's, I know. <laughs> I know. Thank hey, just, you, Jenny. just go to Wegmans in the parking lot. <laughs> okay. Yes, thank you so much. Love thank you, you Jenny. All right. Phone lines have just filled up. Oh, good. They really have. And bless you. Everybody hang on because, yeah. you know, there are other things that, that have to happen on the radio show. Uh, the telephone number is 919-860-9783. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts or at hearthealthradio.com. 
Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. I've never heard that music. Never heard that show. music? I love it. But the Thompson Twins or yeah. Thompson Brothers? Uh, Ray in Nashville, welcome to Heart Health Radio. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you all doing? Good. What's How up? are things in Nashville? I tell you what, uh, I, I built Punk in a uh, greenhouse, and she just took off with it. I, oh I got it looks like a jungle there, and we eat everything she puts the feet in. I'll tell you what, Nashville green at my house. That's great. Well, so, I'm the one that has that garden, and we grow all our stuff. We grow, you know, grew up in the country, and yeah. I don't know. My wife just took off with that stuff, so now she's in the. I think because you all, uh, yeah. which I was going to blame, I was going to blame the doctor there if you don't mind taking the blame. But I'll uh, take the blame. I, I I've been telling her about this show. Actually, I started listening to this show when you first started kicking it around, and uh, I, I tell her what I hear, and because uh, see, I can't get sick or anything, so I try to pass it on. Yeah. And I went ahead and got the COVID shot, even though I've never been sick before, and uh, just help her out because she gets the flu and cold and stuff. Good. But I think the doctor's responsible because I'm taking that information home. Now, my wife, over the last two years, started walking, and then she started jogging, and then she's eating all this organic food out of our garden. Yeah. She's lost like 100 pounds. She's working out with weights. She's doing yoga. about that? Now, I told her I would use a speed bag, and now she can do the speed bag better than me. Wow. Now, I told the guys at work, if I tell you I fell down the steps, I think it's because my, my wife got an argument with me. I'll tell you <laughs> what. She went nuts with this. Uh, planting, eating good food, and uh-huh. exercising. She's probably the healthiest person on the planet, and that's wow. your fault. That's, that's terrific. Great. Do you have a specific question for the doctor? Well, I want, I just wanted to say one of those two things, actually. One, yeah. uh, everything that you all give, not just these massive things, but I, I think these small items that you all do on there, I would hope you keep mentioning them because yeah. I, I think it's had effect, like I said, on my family. So I think that's a positive. And I wanted you all to, I just wanted you all to be aware of being, being a listener. Great. Um, very happy with that. So I hope you. Well, you made my, you made my weekend. Well, you know, usually you guys talk about the major things. Yeah. There's a lot of smaller things that, you know, like my family that would end in the shots, helping us know about shots. Because I was thinking, you know, like others, you know, it's not healthy. But now since listening to you, I, I went ahead and went and got shot, shots anyway. I feel better about it. Yeah. And now my wife's healthy is good grief. I don't think Superman's wife was this healthy. <laughs> I want to thank you all for the smaller things that you all do. You know, well, thank not, you. I'm not knocking the big stuff. It's great, too. But uh, I, I hope you continue the small items as well. Absolutely. I look for those because those are, I think, very helpful. Right. You know, like the probiotic thing. Right. It could be a big thing or it could be a little thing. I think the the best thing we talked about today was the bowel health and the straining and how to keep your bowels healthy because nobody wants to talk about it. I even have patients who are afraid to talk about it. Dr. Weefold, um, I really don't want to talk about this, but I haven't had a poop in six years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, that would be yeah. bad. to. Yeah. Well, you don't want to bring it up too late, you know. Yeah. Six years is a lot of time. <laughs> the funny thing about the first segment of the show was not what we talked about, which was essentially poop for about 15, 20 minutes on the show. 
You got to hear it on uh, on the Apple podcast. But here's the thing. It was not the fact we were talking about it. It's how happy you were talking about it. Yeah. You were animated. I think that we've got to recognize. Yes. Number one. Yes. All these things that we do that yes. are quote unquote unmentionable mm-hmm. need to be mentioned. So, okay. for example, depression, uh, uh, psychosocial problems. We've got to get them out of the closet and say they are as much of a physical illness as diabetes, as high blood pressure, Mm -hmm. anything else. And the same thing goes for diarrhea and constipation, abdominal discomfort, um, problems with urinating. Those aren't to be unmentioned. Somehow, you know, having a heart attack is more socially acceptable than having constipation for uh, a long period of time. we gotta got to get over it. Ray, thank you very much for the phone call. I appreciate it. Yeah, you made my weekend. He's he's all right. Um, we got a short period of time here between now and uh, time the news fellow is going to take over. I know we've got Dave, David, and Wilma waiting. It's Wilma! a wonderful thing. Hi, Wilma. Um, we're going to talk to Doctor Macon Singletary in just a couple of moments. Right. Hang on the hang on the phone. We'll get to you. We Dave, Dave, and Wilma. We're going to get to you. Um, I figured out something for the show. What's that? This is an idea. You were going to go Fauci free. Yeah, we haven't talked. Oh, you brought you up the did, name. No, you mentioned it first hour. But oh, okay. here's the thing: we're getting a Fauci jar. We're getting a mason jar, and I'm getting a stack of quarters. <laughs> Every time you mention Dr. Fauci, we're throwing a quarter in there. Okay. If you can li- – and at the end of the month, I'm going to add up the quarters, and I'm going to make you pay me. Okay. Pay me back. This is Heart Health Radio. Now back to Heart Health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health Radio. On FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, news, talk, traffic, and occasionally dentistry yeah, and cardiology. Uh, periodontal specialty, specialist. We, we have in studio Dr. Macon Singletary. You got DDS, that's uh, dental surgery? Yeah. Doctor Do- of dental surgery. And, and MS. MS. What is that? Science. Yeah. Uh, what, peri- what was your master's degree in? Uh, periodontics. It's actually... actually Dark field microscopy of subgingival bacteria. Sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> sure it was. I studied that also. You were you were a uh, a specialist in Campylobacter rectus. <laughs> you you brought us something. <laughs> this is something that what what can we do? Can we go to your office and get some sort of test to determine what's on our teeth? Well, the, this test is a DNA DNA analysis. And yeah. yeah. The, so it's a genetic thing. You can get the you scrape it, and you can tell the DNA that's in the uh, mouth that belongs to different bacteria, right. the genetic material. Yeah. This and the 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 fact it's DNA. To, there's aerobic bacteria that likes oxygen and yeah. bacteria that doesn't like oxygen. Yeah. And so the bacteria that doesn't like oxygen, by the time you pull it out and try to culture it, uh, it dies. Okay. So this gets all the bacteria. And there are 11 species that they've earmarked for aggressive periodontal disease or refractory, people who don't respond or people who come in with significant inflammation and they don't respond then we'll do a dna analysis and try to figure out what bacteria is there mm-hmm. right and what 
antibiotic is that particular species of bacteria sensitive to. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they can tell you what, what it causes risks for. What, so the inflammation particular for heart disease, diabetes. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. No, I, I did, that was the, the, the answer to the question. Why would I want to know what kind of yuck is on my teeth? I, I use that electric toothbrush every morning. Yeah. It goes, and I do all quadrants. I clean it as best as I can. And you floss. Of course I floss. Yeah. Uh-uh. Sure. sure. And do you use a rinse? Like a anti-plaque rinse. I don't, I don't use a rinse. Do you recommend those? Uh, yeah, I mean plaques. I that's what I use. P L A X. Is that any good? There, any rinsing that you do is sort of superficial, and the uh-huh. bacteria grows back. The most important thing is the physical manipulation. How many times a day do you brush your teeth? Two. Why two? Because it's in the morning and at night. Yeah, brush more. More? These guys grow back within 30 minutes of having your teeth clean. Well, All right, so keep... how often should you brush? Right. After every time you eat, it may not be practical. Mm-hmm. Brush after you eat, even if it's a scrub technique. You've got to manipulate that bacteria because if it gets thick, the anaerobic bacteria grow. It's mm-hmm. real simple to treat gum disease. Well, what about salt water rinsing? Salt kills How bacteria? often? Two or three times a day. Wow. You know, salt, the osmotic pressure causes the bacteria to right, explode. Right, right. Boom, they yep. just blow up. Yeah, it's got to be super saturated. All right, so here's my question. You get this DNA test, and you find out you have Campylobacter rectus, treponemia, denticola. Is that okay, like Coca-Cola? I didn't go to the I didn't go to the same school you guys went well, to. It's just, I don't know these things. It's but just I funny. Know, but I know my <laughs> English language. I know that rectus is bad to have in your teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really a bacteria that yeah. grows there? Rectus. Yeah. Anyway, so does this change? You find out you have this panel of bacteria. How does it change how you treat? Well, they the results come back, and it tells you a specific antibiotic that that species of <coughs> bacteria is sensitive to. Okay. And that's key. I mean, Do you use antibiotics for gum disease? Uh, I try to limit it as much as I can because— yeah. We're trying to get away from it. You'll get resistant or something like that. Exactly. But this is the reason why this DNA Mm -hmm. testing is so important because it gets very specific. Yeah. And there's another way to treat it. Okay. There there are a lot of now these companies that come to my office and try to sell me these DNA tests. Mm -hmm. And the one question I have is, is it going to make me treat somebody differently? No, but you'll know what they have. Okay. So, you know, I think it's a good idea. But, for example, um, you can tell – on the basis of this, um, what their particular risks are. But it seems like every single bacteria on this list has a risk if you have it in this bacteria, if you have it in your system for heart disease, inflammation. And I think the common thing and the most important thing and why you should see somebody like uh, Macon Singletary is because, you you know, you have bad gums. You're, you've got a risk for a heart attack. And it's all this inflammation that's going on. And um, I think it's essential what you do. It's just essential. But for my uh, side of the woods as well. All right. Dr. Singletary, what does a day look like for you? I mean, you have a full range of things on your website that you that you provide. What, what do you do in a, a typical day? Well, it could be regeneration therapy where we go in and try to restore some lost 
uh, alveolar bone around the teeth. It could be going in and doing a, um, a non-aggressive therapy. We have yeah. laser therapy that we can use now. In fact, that's added another dimension to periodontal therapy. And yeah. It's, it's light treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of interesting how it absorbs in a certain wavelength. It absorbs in inflamed tissue. And, and what are we doing with that? What are we trying to do? Well, each patient is different, you know, okay. and it's, I call it my golf bag of treatment options. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a golfer. I'm too uncoordinated. That ball develops <laughs> legs and moves to the right or left. But You're a doctor? I'm a sailor, but... <laughs> and you don't golf. They told me I wasn't going to graduate from dental school. <laughs> mm. Wow. So let me ask you, are they, are they researching stem cells for gum disease to regenerate, you know, the They gum? are. Yeah. They are, and they, I'm really interested in that because I think that might be, you know, I have some, I brush too hard on the side, when I was a kid, side of my teeth, on the, the molars, I've got some retracted gums there. And that's a risk for losing that tooth in the future, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one thing on your list that I've never heard of, and that's cold sore and fever blister eradication. Now, how the heck does that work? Well, that's where the laser comes in. Really? So what are you doing when you do that? Are you destroying the nerve ending where it comes through? Well, yeah, exactly. Well, also the, the herpetic part. You know, fever blisters are herpetic. Right. They're, they're the herpes viruses. They live in your uh, mm-hmm. nerves in, around the neck, Dangling. and they travel down the nerve root, and they erupt on your lip mm-hmm. and sometimes inside your mouth, too. So what, how do you know which one? To, is, do you do it when they have a cold sore? Or, I mean, do you do it in between cold sores? Try to get at the very beginning. In fact, we had a patient come in this week that she called up and said, I think I'm getting a fever buster. And the individual came in, and you could see the beginning of erythema mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. her lip. And um, you take the, the, the light absorbs in the tissue and inflamed tissue and edema. And I could see, the, the, as I was using it, the, mm-hmm. it, the vesicle is just exploding. What it does is speeds up the healing. Doesn't necessarily prevent it. Okay. But it speeds up the healing. So there's a painful yeah. phase associated with it. So it, that's they, cool. They go. They get through that painful phase. And it may not come back in the future. Oh, it, it doesn't necessarily eradicate. That, okay. Those viral particles uh-huh. creep back up the axon. And that's awesome. Once you get it, you got aphthous ulcers. There are, are an autoimmune kind of phenomenon. Right. Right. And it's a different different a different. Yeah, but uh-huh. we still use the laser to help speed right. up the healing. Yeah. So your offices are where? You have multiple offices? Oh, no, just my one office. You're not one of these people who hires people underneath you and has 25 offices. Yeah. Look, when you come in our office, it's very family-oriented. It's, family oriented. it's yeah. me, my staff. I'm very yeah. blessed. i got a great staff. Yeah, I would say the same thing. You're a solo practitioner, right? Yes. Me too. We yeah. are a dying breed. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's awful. It's a battle. Yeah, and you I could, just think, yeah. You guys have to be small business people. Now, yeah. I, you know, we don't want to think of it that way, but yours, and, yeah. and, and sometimes who, it's not the, small. Yeah. Guess who the world's worst businessman is? You're you? Look, you're looking at him. Me and, too. And he, yeah. he's to, yeah. okay. I mean, it's just terrible. And, you know, I've made some huge business mistakes that have cost me. And I, I wish there was something um, you know, that I could have done earlier to realize. Now, I'm much better. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm looking at my money every day. And that sounds terrible, I'm looking at my money. But that's what keeps my practice right. going. you got to keep it Allows going. Right. me to be the kind of physician I need to be and hire the right people. 
Dr. Mekin. You got to watch the overhead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And and you guys are in an environment of insurance that really is so complex and changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what have do you, you have to get prior authorizations for yes, what you do? Yes. And we, we help patients file their insurance. We, uh-huh. we very, you know, we know before they come through the front door what they're going to do, what they're not going to do. Do you direct bill the insurance companies or you give you you give them a form that they get reimbursed. Yeah, they they get reimbursed. Okay, so you don't direct bill Blue Cross Blue Shield mm-hmm. or something like that. We used to. What happened with that? Well, it's just because the reimbursement and uh, they would send the checks to the patient, not to us. Oh my gosh, that has happened with me so many times. Oh, you guys. And, oh oh yeah. you guys. And they say, oh, I got a check from Blue Cross. I went out and bought, you know, some new clothes with it. Here, and then they say, we, that was for us. Oh, I didn't know that. Here we wanted you to mingle, and you're just talking shop. Well, but see, <laughs> that's, that's important for people to know. It is, yes. That we are not just healthcare providers in the sense of, you know, just doing one thing, yeah. and then we walk out of the room. To, to keep our practices going and to keep what we do um, available – to the people who need it, we have to be good businessmen now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I mean, I used to be able to get away with five employees. i got to have 10 or 11 now. Yeah. And they're overworked. We've yeah. got to get prior authorizations for any medicine now. Um, if you want to do a simple ultrasound of the heart, you've got to get a prior authorization. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing. The overhead has just exploded. All right. I, I've got a wiggly tooth. I don't right now, but if I had a wiggly tooth, you know, I had a molar that was just like, just nuts. It was, I couldn't believe how much it could move. What could cause that? And and what's, I'm not going to lose the tooth necessarily, am I? Not necessarily. I mean, maybe, you maybe can working implant? at WPTF. No, I'm just yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, no, I, I <laughs> stress. I stress. That's what it is. Flinching and grinding. I mean, it could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you may be doing it during your sleep. But a diabetic fella, sometimes they have dental problems that are beyond. Right. You, you're special. I am. Well, you're I, special. I've told people that you have a sweet um, tooth. I have a sweet tooth. <laughs> but you do things like. Bone augmentation. Regener- augmentation. What is that all about? Well, just we can. You talk about uh, stem cell research. They're biomaterials that we can use that stimulates the cells around the teeth. Yeah. Uh-huh. But first of all, if you got a mobile tooth, you, we got to address that issue. You yeah. Know, because you already lost support. It's like a broken arm. You can't get yeah. a broken arm to heal. You got to stabilize it. Right. So that's that's the first thing. Why is it there? What caused it? And then we go. Not being, you know, getting to the root of the problem. You know, we got to figure uh-huh. that out. Oh, that's good. Got good a sweet tooth. <laughs> get the root of that problem. I love it. Yeah. No, you got you got to go to the root of the teeth. That's yeah. it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. How about how about this? How about cosmetic dentistry? I, you know, I want to look good. I always want to look like the guy on TV with chiclets teeth. That's what you should say. Chiclets for teeth. I want the TV broadcaster teeth. Can I get that? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Okay, yeah, that's right. true. I mean, Michael Strahan still has that diastema. He makes a lot of money on that. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 the technology now yeah. is phenomenal. Scanning and the um, Serac machines, the computer-generated restorative work, it can 
It can really just be phenomenal. What, what about those places in the malls where you can go and, and they put that thing on you and they shine the blue light on I'd you? I'd be real careful of that. Really? Tell us why. This is important. Well, you know, the, the material they use can burn the gums. You've got to be real careful with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they are trained to do it, but it's um, the Zoom, and uh, which is a great way to whiten teeth. But you really got to have somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah. It can irritate the gum. Well, I had somebody who had the trays. Mm-hmm. And their teeth became translucent. Exactly. What is that? It's just the uh, overuse of the material. Does it ever come back if you stop? No. Wow. That's amazing to me because I've forgotten what the word translucent means. That means that you can see through them. You see can see the teeth. tongue on the other side of the teeth. Yeah. Take your finger and see it on the other side. Yeah, yeah their teeth become um, like windows to their mouth. Oh, and my gosh. smile and you but I'm I'm exaggerating. There was a, it's rare, but it's, you, it can happen. Oh, I've seen you know it. something. Yeah. Was, I think there was an episode of Friends where the fellow left uh, the whitening on his teeth too long. Yeah, and he was physically like he'd step into the sunshine and it would hurt yeah. because he'd done damage. Well, the nerves get, get involved. Yeah. Can you brighten teeth? Can you lighten teeth? You can do it safely. No, I'm asking you. Yes, because I want to come to the office and you, and you yeah. do that. Yeah, I used to not recommend it, but the patients yeah. started asking about it. So yeah. I researched what you can do. Yeah. And we got some material that you can use. It's very kind, and it works. Is it peroxide-based? Uh, it's urea peroxide. Uh-huh. Great. All right. All right. Dr. Singletary, thank you. I love having you on the show. Yeah. It's, it, well, you, you know, I sense that if I left you alone, you would talk shop. For a long time. Well, I'd probably learn some things from him about how to d- run a practice. Do you know we really, on this show or outside this show, have to have like a, a, a get-together of you and other practitioners in this studio and just talk about insurance? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just talk. And if it's not insurance, then talking about making a business of Medicine. Do you take Medicaid? No. No. Let me tell you, it's a nightmare now. They've yeah. switched over to this managed care thing. Yeah. And it's like I have proof that I'm enrolled <laughs> in every program. And it comes out when you bill, you're not enrolled. You're yeah. not a you're not a practitioner. You have to get yeah. credentialed. It's yeah, just... I mean all I it took me a year, but I'm not getting anything from these guys because yeah. you know it's it's like when social security says you're dead yes. and you're not yeah yeah i got that craziness dr macon singletary thank you please tell me how to get in contact with you and your office contact at north raleigh thank you yeah this is That'd heart health time. radio yeah. and the thank heart you. health radio network well You know you make me wanna shout, kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout. Come on now, don't forget to say you will. Don't forget to say yeah, 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 yeah. Say you will. Say it right now, baby. Okay. So the phone lines are completely locked up. Well, let's get to them. Let's get to them. We're going to talk to Dave in Raleigh, who's been holding on since last Saturday. Dave. Thank you, Dave. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the program. Thanks a lot. What's going on with you, Dave? Hi, guys. Hey. hey. Well, just uh, You're talking about the probiotics and stuff. My wife and I have been checking on some things and 
talk, the people talking about doing it more of the natural way, like with fermented vegetables and such. Yeah. And uh, we started some uh, some sauerkraut ourselves because we always heard that the stuff that you get in the grocery stores, canned or in the jars, or have been killed out where it's no good. So we're fermenting our own cabbage to make sauerkraut. That's and great. I want to know what you kind of think about that. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. Um, cabbage has a lot of medicinal properties, and um, it, I could go on to it for time and time again. But I think that's a great thing you're doing, and um, keep it up. Cabbage. Right. Yeah, so, I have one other kind of question. If we had to do one thing to reduce inflammation, what would that be? Wow, that is a tough question. I'm going to tell you right now. That is no white flour, no sugar, no inside of a white potato, and no white rice. And mm-hmm. the reason is, and I would say if, if, you, if you only want to stop one of those things, it's sugar. I mean, sugar is just terrible for yeah. your body. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a, I'm a sugar addict, but I've really cut back, and my inflammatory protein levels are way down. Now, I also take turmeric, mm-hmm. and I take a special uh, fish oil product that is called Vesepa. Mm-hmm. But I tell you, if there's one thing you just want to do is stop eating sugar. Yeah. Sugar is a huge cause of inflammation. You know how long it's been since I've had anything with sugar in it? Uh, about a couple minutes. Yeah, it's been an hour, hour and a half. <laughs> Ronald, uh, actually, Wilma and Benson's been hanging on the longest. How you doing, Wilma? I'm doing just great. Can you hear me clearly? I can hear really, you great. Really great. Yeah, what's up? I want to thank y'all so much for your program that you do. I religiously listen to this every Saturday, so I really appreciate that so much. But what I have today is uh, my husband, we've got, he got the, um, the calcium um, scan through Ashley through the advanced. Yeah, and, yeah. And we got the results today through the mail, and he was concerned about that. He, All right, tell me. His total is 33 Three eight three eight oh four three thousand eight oh four three thousand. Yes. Yeah. How old is he? He is. He'll soon be eighty one in three weeks. Okay. So he's above normal, um, and I think that he probably should go see his doctor. Is he having any symptoms? Shortness of breath, tightness in the chest. He hasn't had any walks. He walks two miles a day, four days uh-huh. a week. Uh-huh. Wow. Okay. Well, he has more cholesterol. Uh, not. You know, it's not. If you were 20 years old with 3,000, that's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what I would do is talk to your physician and see if he needs to have something like a stress test or um, maybe an ultrasound to see if his heart's been damaged. But at the, the number one thing, if he can walk well and he's doing well, don't panic. Okay. A lot of people have scores that high and do just fine. It doesn't mean that you have bad blockages restricting blood flow necessarily. It just means that there's a lot of cholesterol buildup. It may be mild and not restricting the flow of blood. But I think with that kind of score, I'd go talk to a doctor and see if you need some more tests. The heart doctor, right? I would, yeah. I mean, not... Can we go see you, Dr. Weefall? Well, call my office. And uh, I don't use the show to promote... I know. My, my off, but you could call Millennia Cardiovascular, 919... 919- Two zero nine nine eight five six, and you can find us online. Uh, there, no, there's no phone books anymore, right? Yeah, but just call the office; I'd be glad to see you. Okay, and he, like I say, he, he, his, his blood work is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he takes cholesterol medicine. He takes blood pressure medicine. You're doing everything right. Type two diabetic. He takes metformin and um, what's the other one? Glipizide. Yeah, but he, he hasn't had any symptoms, no problem, and. He has he, he has CPAP machine. You know, he's had for years. Does excellent with that. Right. 
And like I say, he walks two miles, average four miles, uh, four weeks, four days a week. Wow. But anyway, what? we will follow up with, uh, we, we might just call you. I think you might want to do that. Wilma, thank you very much. Take care. That's so so millennia cardiovascular yeah i don't i i'm not doing this show to promote my practice but i would be very glad to see somebody i've actually seen a lot of people um yeah. f- who listen to the show and i love it that's good do you remember when ken called in from philadelphia and we didn't have time for him Is last ken, week ken, ken on the phone ken yes i hey. am so sad to report that we don't have time to talk to you in uh, detail don't. Come on. No, we don't because we've got Ronald and Durham. We've been uh, waiting a long time. Okay. Ken, I'll, call back, I'll call back next Saturday. Love you. Call you. back early. I am so yeah, sorry. In the first hour. In the first hour. Ronald, we've got about a minute. What do you have? Hi, Ronald. Hello. Hey. Yes, hello. Yeah. Got about a minute. What can we do for you? Okay. This, this will be really quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I take Eloquist. Yeah. Um, I've got... Um, uh, AFib, and yep. it's a minor, it's controlled, but I'm about to have um, a steroid injection in my spine, and I saw on the advertisement for Elicus last night that that should be a real concern with me. Yeah, and so what, well, I'm not going to diagnose you or treat you, but I would say this. It is contraindicated to do a spinal injection on Eliquis. Now... You have to ask your doctor if it's safe to stop it. But I would say this. Do not get a spinal injection while you're taking Eliquis. And I can say that, and the medical board is not going to get on me because I'm not telling you to stop your Eliquis. I'm saying don't get a spinal injection while you're on the Eliquis. Because Uh, why? You could bleed into your uh, uh, precious uh, spinal tissues and be bad off. All right, everybody, be good this week, be healthy, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts or at hearthealthradio.com. This has been another crazy episode of Heart Health Radio. Not crazy, wonderful.